Hey guys, Trent Copeland here. Yeah, that tall guy that plays a bit of cricket. You're listening to Moving the Chain. Yo, what's up guys? It's Chad Townsend from Talk of the Town. Hey sports fans, Nick Davis here and you're listening to Moving the Chain. Yeah, Moving the Chains, episode eight with the boys. Thanks to you, our new friends at topsport.com.au sponsoring the podcast. Boys, we are eight weeks in. I didn't think we'd get here. We're still about 15 <laughs> weeks away from NFL action, but we're actually here. It's exciting. Uh, we've got the signs up. We're, we're all on tonight. Nicky, uh, Nicky Davis has had another coffee, so he'll be good to yeah. go. But uh, Chad, uh, all Sharks fans that watch this podcast and live and breathe everything that you do, talk of the town, they pretty much want to sniff your jockstrap. Are you playing <laughs> this week? Yes, yeah, Sally, I'm back in, mate. Um, missed, missed out on last week's game with a small hamstring strain, but um, ticked all the boxes this week. So, mate, I'm good to go. Uh, let's throw it straight up on our Moving the Chains podcast. Uh, should T- Chad Townsend come off the bench this week uh, <laughs> after the halves uh, had a win? Nick uh, Davis, uh, welcome to the podcast. You're ready to go in all your Raiders apparel? Yeah, ready to go. Um, it's good to see a few of the teams making their way back, you know, into camp in the NFL. So we get a bit more to talk about. But uh, looking forward to another good show. Yeah, another good show. And a big congratulations, boys, to Trent Copeland, who is going to be a father this year. Copes, you're excited? I am, yeah. I really don't know what to expect. I've had a lot of people give me their advice this week. but uh, Expect yeah, a I'm child. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, mate. Yeah, good congrats, to see you tonight. Yeah. Yeah, Trent Copeland, uh, we, we can't wait. Uh, welcome to fatherhood, mate. You're going you're gonna to love it. Uh, tonight on the show, boys, we're talking about free agency, the running back class of 2021. It's an absolute star-studded class. We're talking about uh, Dalvin Cook. He wants a new contract. How much is he worth? Uh, start, bench, cut. It's another tough one. And we preview the NFC South, of course, uh, my Saints down there. And we've got fantasy tips and fan questions. We've got heaps of fan questions, so we're going to try and rush through and get to all of those. But, boys, uh, off the top, we've all seen the situation over in America and everything that's going on. And, of course, we support those people protesting and for all that they're standing up. But uh, the huge message coming out this week from the NFL was Roger Goodell uh, coming out and making a statement for the NFL, supporting uh, the protests at the moment off the back of Patrick Mahomes, Odell Beckham Jr. coming out and reading out the... Uh, black people that had been murdered due to police brutality. It's a huge move, Chad, on the on behalf of the NFL, but it is going to mean nothing if Colin Kaepernick, who started this four years ago, does not come up with a club. Yeah, definitely. I think it was such a powerful thing that those NFL players did. And obviously, Colin Kaepernick started this movement, and it's only up until now that his voice is being heard. Um, you know, I thought it was a great thing that the NFL has really acknowledged to this um, by the players because, like I said, it, w- it was a powerful thing. Now, as you mentioned, Sowie, the next thing is for Colin Kaepernick to get a job back in the NFL. There's no doubt in his talent. He's better than some of the quarterbacks that are in the league. Um, it's plain and simple. So, you know, personally, I would love to see Kaepernick back in the league um, and let's hope it happens sooner rather than later. Yeah, we'll throw up on our Moving the Chains uh, Twitter poll. Uh, will Colin Kaepernick get back in the NFL? I 100% think he definitely will this time around. Nick Davis, let's start talking about teams that he would suit. The way the NFL is going, and Copes will go into more depth in a minute, but the way the NFL is going, Colin Kaepernick would seem like the perfect fit, if not a, a very good backup for one of those teams. Yeah, look, I think it's been four years. Well, I think we, we've got to remember that. He has been out of the game for, for four years and... Um, look, I, I think if he comes back in, it would be as a, a as a backup somewhere. 
Um, I, I wouldn't like to see uh, him come back in as a starter, uh, even though I think he'll make his way back there and, and be a starter. Uh, look, there, there's a few teams out there, but there's a few high-priced backups that have already got these these jobs sewn up. You've got, um, obviously, Nick Foles sitting there. You've got Marcus Mariota at the Raiders. So there's a few teams there with some pretty high-caliber backups. Um, I'm not sure where he lands. I'm not sure, but I, I think... Um, the biggest thing is going to be that everyone's going to say, oh, well, this is a sympathy vote. No, it's not. He, he should be back in the league, uh, come back in as a backup and then work his way in. Similar to how Michael Vick uh, worked his way back into the league a few years ago. Copes, you, you're the man. Where is Colin Kaepernick best fitted? Not where he will end up, but where is he best fitted or where can you see him fitting in the best? What situation? Uh, I actually think situations like... Um, a, a young player like Tua Tungavailoa, who is a mobile quarterback that's coming into the league with an injury, um, but also in an, in an offense that uh, isn't solidified, that's what he did. He changed the landscape for the 49ers. Um, isn't it a shame that it's had to come to this for him to get another look back in? But uh, with guys like Cam Newton now, they're still unsigned. Um, it goes without saying that Cap's going to be a backup quarterback. No doubt in my mind. Um, there's a couple of teams there that fit the mould, um, but I really don't see any perfect landing spots. So it might just be a little nostalgia back to the 49ers uh, or something like that in the short term. Yeah, maybe he backs up Jimmy G. We'll have to wait and see. So Colin Kaepernick, hopefully we see him back uh, in the NFL. But uh, it's been an amazing you know, scenes over there, boys. Uh, let's switch it up here. Let's talk about Dalvin Cook. He wants a new contract. The Minnesota Vikings running back is not reporting to whatever camp they're doing, virtual camp, Zoom camp. Uh, Chad Townsend, he's a stud, but are they going to pay him? And should they pay him? And how much? Yeah, look, this is a big question and it's something that happens quite regularly in NFL where players hold out for new contracts basically in, in the wake of, you know, obviously trying not to get injured. I think probably the, the biggest one over the last few years was probably Le'Veon Bell who sat out the entire season. Um, so what Cook gets, I'm not quite sure. Obviously, you know, we've just seen Christian McCaffrey reset the market for what a running back's worth. And prior to that, we saw Ezekiel Elliott, you know, um, both of those guys got then, at the time, the highest paid running back contract. So, Dalvin Cook, as you mentioned, Siawi is a stud. Um, what he gets, I'm not quite sure how long he holds out. Does he end up staying with the Vikings? Does he leave? You know, these are all questions that are going to come up, you know, over the next 12 months. Yeah, one of our fan questions tonight, boys, is from Sam uh, at Shinazi underscore footy. Nick Davis, he said, Dalvin Cook, pay to stay or nay and away. Uh, can you see them paying him or do you think that they'll just let him walk and maybe try? I mean, running backs, are they can be replaced. You can find a, a hidden gem and get the job done. But Kirk Cousins, he needs just as good a running game now that they don't have uh, mm-hmm. Stefan Diggs. Yeah, I think he stays. I, I don't think he'll hold out too much longer under the new, you know, bargaining bargaining agreement that the the players in the NFL came up with. That uh, it, it's not holding out's not the way that it used to be. He gives up his right for that fourth year. He becomes a restricted free agent, not an unrestricted free agent next year. So uh, I think he'll stay. Um, I think he, you know, he sits behind the guys that Chad mentioned. He sits behind. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, he sits behind Derrick Henry. So I think he's just outside the top five in running backs. Uh, I, I think he'll stay um, because he'll, he'll be a restricted free agent at the end of this if he holds out. 
Copes, aren't you worth as much to the team as they rely on you? Like Kirk Cousins, there's no way he was worth 88 million guaranteed <laughs> that full contract. So Dalvin Cook, you know, if they're going to lean on him and use the carries, he's only worth as much as what the team wants to pay him or if he can get on the market. Uh, yes and no. Look, I agree with that point, but uh, there's only a handful of guys in the entire league that are in the elite group of running backs that are uh, three down, complete backs. When they're on the field, they can run any play in the playbook um, and be elite at pass catching, blocking, uh, and then also running between the tackles. And Cook is definitely in that mould. So, look, I saw him uh, reportedly say that he'd be willing to take a uh, deal in the range of 11 to 13 million. Look, that might be under what he thinks he's worth. Um, it's around about what Zeke and McCaffrey, David Johnson, Derrick Henry, guys like that are getting. Um, but ultimately, the Vikings need him. Alexander Madison, his backup, is an absolute start in the making as well. So uh, if he was to hold out, I think the Vikings would be confident Madison would be a handy replacement in the short term uh, and probably takes away a bit of leverage that Cook has. We yeah, saw we, this, boys, we, at uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, Leon Vell, he, he held out and James Conner came in and, and has been their, their starting running back ever since. So it could be another situation like that, but I think he stays. James Conner, uh, geez, that looks legal. His photo with his shirt off, doesn't it? Uh, be, uh, you, can't <laughs> comment, you can't comment, uh, Chad, but uh, the rest of us can. Um, boys, is there an option there for Minnesota to have a stopgap? And as you said, Copes, they've got a, a guy backing him up that's pretty good ahead of the 2021 free agency running back uh, class. Listen to these names. Kamara, Henry still at the moment. Uh, Cook, obviously. Mixon, Jones, Gurley, Fournette. Carson, Connor, and Drake, do they hold off and then hopefully get one of those guys a little bit cheaper with a longer-term deal, Copes? Uh, look, I'd say in past years, the answer would be yes. You'd hold off and wait for one of those guys. But, geez, we're getting closer and closer to a market where running backs are irrelevant. Uh, you know, I remember Wayne Bennett uh, from yesteryear talking about front rowers. I could get any bricky off the street <laughs> and pay him... 50 bucks to run as my front row. I don't need an elite, uh, like, you know, a huge chunk out of the salary cap to play that role. And that, unfortunately, as much as I disagree with it, uh, it seems to be the way. So would a team play off for a year just to forecast getting Alvin Kamara? I think the answer now is no. I think they'd go to the draft first. Yeah, Chad, it's, a, it's an elite running back class. We heard that Gurley has uh, passed that fitness test at Atlanta. He signed a, I think it was $5.5 million deal there. So he's banking on himself a one-year deal with Atlanta. But, geez, it's a good free agency class for the running backs. But Trent Copeland makes a great point. A lot of these teams, you know, we speak about the quarterbacks and the salaries and all that kind of stuff. A lot of these teams don't want to spend $13 million on a, on a running back that they may be able to pick up a rookie running back in the draft. I think you hit the head on you hit the nail on the head there, Sal, with the fact that running backs are they're disposable these days. You know they're replaceable. There's uh, some some great college, uh, running backs coming out of college every single year, and the, the numbers in the 2021 free agent class or the names that probably I'm looking forward to see where they go. And Dicky mentioned it before was was James Connor who came in uh, into Pittsburgh in a situation where he probably thought he wasn't going to play you know that much of a role, and then Le'Veon Bell holds out. 
He starts the whole year. He surprises everyone. Pittsburgh have found themselves an absolute stud. Um, Derek Henry, who pretty much carried the Tennessee Titans to their playoff um, charge last season. You know, they franchise tagged him. What does he get paid uh, next year? And then, you know, someone like Alvin Kamara, who is an absolute stud, plays... um, you know, amazing football. So it's going to be an interesting, an interesting 2021 for these running backs for sure. Boys, I just, I wanted to chime in there. Just thought, during the draft, it was well publicised that the Jags were trying to offload Lenny Fournette. And they were asking at the end, around about a sixth round pick just for wow. Fournette, who was a, you know, he was over a thousand yards last year, had a hundred targets in the passing game. And he ran their offense. You know, Gardner Minshew was good, but it, it revolved around him. If yeah, he can't, is his more off field though? Pick, is his more off field copes? Is is that the question could, mark around him? It could be, but I mean, just in terms of value, if you can't even get a six round draft pick for a thousand yard uh, running this back. year, yeah. uh, I mean, you know, the NFL's full of guys with um, you know problems off field. Yeah. Hey, boys. Quick question without notice. I'm um, just listening to you guys. And I'm thinking about Le'Veon Bell, the big contract to the Jets, and you know, a, a shit quarterback. Chad, <laughs> let's throw this on on our uh, Twitter poll as well. We've got lots of questions tonight, but <laughs> so many polls as well. I love it. Yes, I love the polls. Um, do you need a, an elite? Would you prefer an elite running back or an elite wide receiver to win to win it all? Because some of these teams are weighing up. I know that the Dallas Cowboys have paid both but they're going to have to skim in other areas. So uh, let's throw up. Do you need an elite running back or an elite wide receiver? Chad Townsend, what do you say? Jeez, I'm going to have to say elite running back. And I just think that the fact that you can win games on the ground. And I think the 49ers were a prime example of that last year. A lot of their offense was based around the running game. They had a running back committee who went in there and in the Shanahan offense, you know, executed the running game, a lot of screens, um, and they showed, you know, how it was done. So I'm going to have to say running back as well as, you know, Derek Henry. He pretty much put the Titans on his back and he carried them all the way to the playoff run. So running back for me. Dickie? Uh, I'll say running back as well. I think it's a, it's a foolproof way. It's a, it's a proven way to win NFL games. You just ground and pound and, and tie the opposition out. So I think if you've got that, that big dog in the backfield, I think um, you're halfway there. Copes? Uh, I'll say that's heavily reliant on having a good defense. The yeah. Titans and the 49ers won on the back of their running game because they could play with a lead. They could run from in front. Same with the Bills uh, and the Pats. I mean, uh, they were dink and dunk passes and a running game. So I think you can do that, but you've got to have a bloody good defense on the other side of the ball. Yeah, I, I like the fact that you could have a receiver, to, especially with the way the game's going. You can't touch the quarterback, and you're right, Copes. The defense is winning games at the moment. You can run the clock out, but uh, I would still... I mean, if you asked Aaron Rodgers, I'm sure he'd rather throw the ball and just hand it off all the time and, and possibly get stopped inside that 20. So, anyway, we'll have to see what happens with that free agency running back class. There's plenty of money to be thrown around, and we're going to gasp at the contracts, uh, Chad Townsend, and wonder why we weren't in an NFL body or like Valentine Holmes. Uh, uh, boys, NFC South, uh, we all got our teams. I have the Saints, my Saints, of course. Uh, Copes, you had the Bucks, Falcons for Chad and Panthers for Dickey. Chad Townsend, the Atlanta Falcons, they've just never recovered since that 28-3 uh, blow-up in the Super Bowl. They just haven't been able to get back there. But they've still got some good weapons, and they add Todd Gurley. 
Yeah, definitely. And I don't think that'll ever be forgotten as long as there's a history of NFL, that 28 to three scoreline at half time. But, you know, the, the big pickup for them and probably the talking point around the whole off season has been Todd Gurley. You know, he signed a one year deal, I think roughly around 5 million, as you just said before, Sowie. Um, he's chosen to all number 21, which is Deion Sanders numbers. There was a little bit of um, congestion around that decision and um, Deion saying he didn't want him to pick the jersey and, and whatnot. But as you mentioned, uh, Sowie, Girl, he's gone there. He, he's um, banked on himself with a one-year deal. He's just passed his physical today. And the biggest question around Todd Gurley is, can he reproduce that form that he produced consistently for two years at the Rams? Last year, there was a decline in his performance. I think he was around 800 yards. And, and prior to that, it was you know, 1,300 and 1,200 respectively. So, you know, for, for their offense, Matt Ryan, who's you know had the ever-reliable Julio Jones um, and Todd Gurley is another piece, but the, the biggest question around their offense is: is can Todd, Todd Gurley produce for the Atlanta Falcons? Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. And uh, at topsport.com.au, they are currently sit third in this uh, NFC South at $9. So topsport.com.au, you can go on there and bet the divisions at the moment. $9. Dickie, um, Carolina Panthers, write your own ticket, $19. Um, they get Teddy Bridgewater, so they get rid of Cam Newton. They free up some cap. They start this rebuild. It's going to be a long one, especially in such a tough division. Yeah, you're right. It's a tough division. Uh, it's been well documented um, the offseason. Obviously, uh, Cam Newton departs. Uh, Luke Keachley de- um, retires from their defense. Uh, Greg Olson, the tight end, who was uh, Cam Newton's you know, number one target, uh, he moves on. Um, they get a new coach. They get a new quarterback but they still do have Christian McCaffrey. He was the number one offensive weapon in the competition. So uh, for the Panthers fans out there, there, there is some hope. Uh, I think their offense is all right. They've got DJ Moore there, who's a really good receiver coming in. Um, also, Robbie Anderson signed there this year, who's another really good receiver. So I think their offense is okay. Uh, they can score some points. And in the draft, their seven draft picks were all defensive players. So they've addressed the need there. Uh, I think the new coach comes in. Um, he's happy with their offense, as you would be if you had Christian McCaffrey walking through the door saying, how are you going, coach? But I think the defense is the number one thing. They're going to have to you know, score plenty of points because they're going to let a few in. As we said, seven new draftees coming in on the, on the defensive side of the footy. Um, it's going to be a real rebuild. I'm not sure what their over-under is. I reckon they can win more games than what people think. I reckon they can win six or seven games. All right? I don't think they're going to be as bad as what people think based on the fact Christian McCaffrey. If he gets hurt or something happens to him, well, then good luck. Yeah, they might have to play Christian McCaffrey on defense. Uh, I think <laughs> well done, Dickie. That was great research, mate. Well yeah, done. Great research. Uh, way <laughs> over my head. Um, and my uh, little mate, Sean McGovern, who'd be listening, big Panthers fan, they suck. They won't win over three games. <laughs> uh, let's go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Of course, they get Rob Gronkowski, uh, Tom Brady. They are the second favorites in this division. $2.35 on topsport.com.au. Um I don't mind those odds. I'm, I'm worried about Tampa Bay, but you could see two teams going through from this division. Yeah, and you should be worried, Sally. Uh, I think the Saints are a bloody good team, but uh, these are the big improvers. The Bucks they were 7-9 and nine last year, but that was with, as Dickie would call him, 30 for 30, Jonas. <laughs> uh, those 30 ESPN. interceptions. Uh, yeah, ESPN, as we'll call him from now on. Um, look, they replace him with the GOAT. Uh, and his mate, his sidekick, Rob Gronkowski, uh, you know, along with numerous other takeaways from their off-season, is this the best receiver group 
a question for you guys before I go on. Is this the best receiver group that Brady's ever had? It's a huge call, but he's got Gronk with him. He's got Evans and Godwin, two of the best young wide receivers in the league. Uh, OJ Howard and Cameron Brait to go with Gronk in the tight end group. Is it the best he's ever had? Look, I'll, end, I'll jump in here, Copes. I, th- I think uh, uh, these guys are young, hungry, and there's no doubt that their receiver group is uber-talented. But I think, well, let's give them one year to see how they go. Because some one thing with uh, Brady's receivers over the years is they probably haven't been the most high-profile names or the most talented, but they've always got the job done in high-pressure situations. And they've helped Brady, obviously, win those six rings over the number of years. So... You know, let's uh, let's let's answer this question maybe in twelve months. Time. Oh, get out of town! I he's say been, no. Oh, I say had, no. He's had janitors come out of bloody round seven. He's had a, a former <laughs> high school quarterback, which we hear every time Edelman catches a bloody ball. Uh, of course, it's the best. You know, it'll I be, say no. It's a disappointment if they don't uh, at least make the NFC Championship game this year with those receivers. Yeah, no. Look, that's completely fair, lads. And you know what? The other piece that I think. Um, everyone has overlooked in this has been on defense. Uh, And it's Shaq Barrett, who was a breakout star last year. They managed to franchise tag him along with re-signing Jason Pierre-Paul and Dominican Sue. Um, So their front seven is elite. Uh, And then you go to their draft, Tristan Wirfs at pick 13 uh, to protect Brady. Uh, And then Winfield Jr., the safety, and Keyshawn Vaughn, who's a running back to go with Ronald Jones. But the one thing that hasn't happened yet, and I think it will, is Devonta Freeman might land in town. Uh, his asking price is going to go down in, in the next couple of months when no one has signed him on. Uh, and I see him as the perfect fit to go alongside Brady and Gronk uh, for experience, uh, playoff experience, Super Bowl experience, even against Brady. Uh, so I think he's a name to watch out for. And largely, I love what they've done this offseason. If you're a Bucks fan, you should be excited. Yeah, there'd be plenty of uh, people out there that have never heard of the Tampa Bay Bucks that would have bought a, a Tom Brady shirt or Rob Gronkowski <laughs> and hitting one up on and moving the chains and going, oh, what about the Bucks? Yeah, I've been supporting them. Yeah, okay. We've all heard that <laughs> shit. Um, I had the New Orleans Saints boys, and as you know, my reviews, geez, they're in-depth. Uh, they're the favourites at the moment. $1.91, topsport.com.au. Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Emmanuel Sanders uh, from the losing Super Bowl team, the San Francisco 49ers. I look at when I do my previews. Obviously, it's not very deep, but I look at what they what they need to do, and their defense needs to be better and more consistent. And I worry about them playing in the dome. I, it's unusual because we've never played inside and had that sort of advantage on that AstroTurf, and then had to go out and play Green Bay Packers or anything like that. And if Drew Brees gets injured last year, I was worried they had Teddy Bridgewater. Now we get ESPN. Uh, is he going to be able to hold the fort long enough? And or are they going to go Taysom Hill? I'll have to wait and see. But they've certainly got the weapons. Have they missed their opportunity? Uh, we'll have to wait and see. But um, they are the favourites to take out this division. But I think it's going to be very, very tight. And every time you know, Breeze and Brady play this year, it's going to be one to watch. How was that, boys? That was yeah, I love good. It. Yeah, I think you're a bit hard on poor old Teddy Bridgewater. I think he went 5-0. Yeah. Like... Well, with the Saints. He won't go 5-0 this year. That's, that's well, maybe he will with my, my Panthers in this division. Yeah, but in, in answer to Co- in answer to Copes' question, I'd rather be throwing to the New Orleans offense than the Buccaneers offense. Wow, 
Let's throw that yeah, up, cool. Chad. Let's keep you busy. Uh, throw it up on moving the chain. Would you want? <laughs> Man, to... he's got to get ready for a game this week. He should have done <laughs> it last week when he was not playing. Any more polls? Hey, John Morris is going to call him. He doesn't. Is Sowie over or under hundred kilos? Yes, I'm under. Twenty eight. Had a haircut this week. Yeah, I did have a haircut. Thanks, Capes. Uh, let's time. It's time now for start bench cut boys, and I threw in three receivers this week, uh, as per ESPN. Not Jameis Winston, but the actual ESPN uh, start bench cut. The top three receivers: DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, and Michael Thomas. Chad Townsend. After that, uh, jab at me. Uh, I, I should brush you, but mate, uh, who are you starting? Who are you benching? Who are you cutting? Uh, look, I'll I will start Michael Thomas. I will bench DeAndre Hopkins and I will cut Julio Jones. And this is extremely tough because all three of them are amazing players. But the only knock on Julio Jones is that he, he doesn't score enough touchdowns, doesn't get in the red zone as much. And that's, that's purely why my reason. Dickie? I will start Julio Jones. I will... Oh, this is hard. I will bench Mike Thomas and I will cut DeAndre oh. Hopkins... Only because I will start Julio Jones and I will tell my quarterback in the red zone to throw the ball to number 11, please. <laughs> yeah, but he needs think, more touches. Ryan throws, he needs he more every touches. Time? <laughs> he needs more touches in the red zone. Throw yeah. the ball to number 11. Three downs, <laughs> throw it to number 11 in the red zone. I will start Julio Jones. Copes? Uh, I'm going can't guard Mike uh, on the field starting... I mean, you don't get more reliable. You don't get better hands. I think he had two drops uh, of catchable passes last year. He had two drops in the whole season. He's broken all sorts of records. So I'm going there for my starter. The next one's real tough because I don't know how to split these guys. But I'm going to go Hopkins, uh, who I'm pumped to see play with Kyle Murray this year. And then, unfortunately, you leave a superstar like Julio out. Yeah, that's why it's so tough. I agree with Chad and Copes. I think that Michael Thomas is unstoppable. He's, he's an uh, under-route uh, threat, and he can also go deep as well. DeAndre Hopkins could come off the bench and score anywhere. And Julio Jones, um, he doesn't get the ball thrown to him. I don't know if he wants it enough to, in, in the red zone. Uh, I know that they don't throw to him, but I don't know if he wants it enough as much as those other guys. So uh, it's now time for our fan questions, boys. We've had heaps coming this week. So thanks to everyone that uh, got on our Twitter poll at Moving the Chains NFL to be able to come up with these questions. Uh, we'll fly through these because we're strapped for time. Uh, Aiden578122888. That was a handful. Uh, is there any athletes in the NRL you could see successfully transitioning to the NFL, Chad? Yeah, look, I think I'll, I'd, I'd like to see someone like Jason Tamalalo. I know that he had a tryout uh, one or two years ago with Val, but for someone with the size and sheer power and the way that he carries the ball, you know, what position maybe? Uh, maybe running back. Um, but, yeah, someone like him, I, I'd love to see. Dickie? I would love to see George Tafua be a linebacker. Wow. I would love to see him get... Everyone is looking at offensive players when they talk AFL or NRL players. I want to see George Tafua line up at linebacker and just split the middle and just line up a quarterback and nail him. George like Tafua. Copes? That's a great call. You could even have him as a safety, like a free safety, just flying at people. Oh, across the middle, balls. high and across the middle <laughs> pass. Imagine him just nailing people. It'd be so uh, good. Yeah, I, I rate that one. Uh, look, I'm going to say Daniel Tupo as a wide receiver. 
Um, I think he's got some serious hops. He's got some great hands. He's caught plenty of bombs over the years um, in he's crucial moments. Coach. So, yeah, <laughs> exactly right. So, yeah, I, I'd say someone <laughs> like in, in that mould or, or even Tommy Trebojevic. What about Victor Radley? Talking about defence, uh, Nick got me. Just Victor Radley flying around, just calling, calling plays and just absolutely belting blokes. I'd love to see him do that. Uh, next one is from Handito Brigande, uh, Hound55. With rumours we could see negatively impact this salary cap, not only this year, but potentially following years as the league takes from future lessons. Uh, that's just gone everywhere. Uh, could we see, the short question is, could we see Dak Prescott become the first quarterback to get a percentage of the uh, salary cap? Yeah, I, I think so. You know, there's been talk around percentage ways in, in terms of the revenue and the NFL salary cap in the future years. And Dak's obviously holding out for exactly what he wants. And I think Dak will get whatever he get what he, what he wants, you know, when he decides. And if that's a percentage, then, then it might be it. Uh, we're talking Patrick Mahomes may have that clause as well. So that'll be an interesting one to watch. I'll keep it moving here. Same person again, Hound55. Uh, this is for you, Copes. You brought up Devontae Freeman. Does he sit out the whole season? You think not? No, I think he signs. I think he gets to a point where, like, we're in a COVID environment where it's hard to talk money at the best of times. Um, so I think he lowers his asking price, realises that he's going to have to play uh, for lesser money, and I think he'll do it when a team like the Bucks come knocking. Yep, well, that's our fan questions. Make sure you uh, tag us in. I think we had one more as well uh, on Instagram. Chad, come through. Just trying to find that now. Uh, Was that about fantasy? Fantasy deep dive? Uh, no, you boys think a new era, which is obviously uh, Lamar Jackson and Ingram will dominate like they did last year. Yeah, I, I think they will. I think uh, Lamar Jackson, the current reigning MVP of the league, um, is only getting started. He's very young in his career, which we've spoken about a lot on the podcast. And Mark Ingram probably had one of his best years in the league last year, um, moving over from the Saints to uh, the Ravens. Yeah, they are the team to watch in the AFC. Uh, Brew SC22, who are your favourite deep sleepers this year for Dynasty Leagues? Copes, I'll leave you last. I have no idea, so Chad and Nick can take my time uh, just while I get the notepad out. Chad, any sleepers this year uh, that Brew SC can be keeping an eye out for? Oh, geez. How about we just leave this to the fantasy expert, Copes? Yeah, all hey. get your notepads out. Dickie, do you have any sleepers? <laughs> I've got two. I've got two. I've got Cortland Sutton. I think Cortland Sutton will see a heap of... Uh, he's got, finally got a, he's got a good quarterback there. I think Cortland Sutton and another wide receiver, Alan Lazard for the Green Bay Packers. I yeah. think it's going to be... He's got two people to throw it to there. Aaron Rodgers, he can throw it to. Um, he, he's going to get a lot of touches. Um, so they're my two. Easy, my keeper. Great. Lazard, what a player. Uh, fantastic. Um, <laughs> he's Cope. not really a keeper, but whatever. Well, he's there. I have to keep him. I can't get rid of him now after you've said that. Uh, Copes, any sleepers uh, for Dynasty League this year? Yeah, well, the obvious one for me, you guys have talked about Mark Ingram. I think J.K. Dobbins is going to be an absolute stud um, and in a great offense. It might not be this year, uh, but it might be next year onwards that he's a, a lead running back and capable of playing all three downs. Uh, Antonio Gibson is one to watch out for. He's a bit of a, uh, well, he's been compared to Christian McCaffrey, uh, which will be interesting to watch play out. Uh, a bit of a scat back, um, you know, gadget play type guy. Uh, and the other one is Michael Pittman, uh, who I think is ready to step in to be an absolute superstar in the league. So just a couple of guys to watch out for in Dynasty League. Young guys that could break out in the next year or two. 
Yep, so Yana Pittman. I'll just, uh, that, I'll just have to write yep. that one down ahead of selection time. Jeez, <laughs> I can't wait for my team this year, boys. It's going to be a cracker. Uh, that's, that's it for Moving the Chains, Episode 8. Make sure you get your tags in, hashtags. Next week, we've got a special guest uh, from the Las Vegas Raiders. He leads their fan uh, base over there. We're going to be catching up with him, thanks to Nick Davis, who's very, very excited. He may have two coffees next week, Chad, so he may be really, really pumped up. But uh, thanks to our friends at topsport.com.au. You've been listening to Moving the Chains. We'll catch you next week.